Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Grit Per 60 podcast, the Nerds Were Right edition. My name is Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. And I am joined by Trent Crim's understudy. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Brendan, also known as TCJ. Connor, how are you? When we're talking about hockey, I've been I've been much better. It's it's been a rough few weeks. Flyers have lost seven straight. I, I that's all I got. <laughs> all right, and that's it. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Grit for Sixty. Okay, how are you doing? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm. Uh, you know, my sharks are doing pretty well. I'm still they're making noise. They're beating some. Uh, they're beating some metro teams. I saw. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly they are. Um, but I th- last well, time I checked, they were in a playoff spot. If not, they're hovering right around the wild card spot. Which let's is, start. Let's yeah. start there. Okay. And then we can talk about, or I can talk about my flyers. And I know you wanted to talk about the Jets, and then we can put some put some notes on the rest of the league yeah yeah give me give me the good news about the sharks first um my lord and savior uh timo meyer is just tearing it up this year oh that's why i should have started with brendan what time is it it is timo time it it's is timo always, time it is always timo time somewhere <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Oh, we're gonna get um YMCA striked by Jim Buffett. Um, did you okay. say YMCA striked? I did say YMCA striked. It's, it's a DMCA. I know what it is. <laughs> you, now you got to apparently you got to watch out for the village people. So, <laughs> oh, they're vicious. They're vicious with their um, copyright law. All right, so it's Timo time. Yeah, I mean, the last couple of years have been really rough for Timo, but he's come out this year. He's got 24 points in 19 games, and I just feel like not enough people are talking about the fact that Timo Meyer is legitimately like one of the best players in the league this year. I'll tweet out his his um like RAPM chart from Evolving Wild, but like Timo Meyer is just he's so good. I I I'm sorry for ever downing him, but I mean, even this week, like. Um, the Sharks played Chicago, New Jersey, and the Islanders on all on the road. And he had six points in those three games. Um, the, the dude is just, he's unbelievable. And it's not like he's shooting at a crazy high amount. He's, a, he's at 12.9% this year. He's a 10.1% career shooter. Um, so, I mean, I guess maybe it's a little higher than, than usual, but it's not like he's PDOing people. Like, he's just legitimately, like, unbelievably good this year like he has been just like a possession monster like he's like by far and away the best shark when it comes to um expected goals for percentage this year so he to me he's just a blast to watch and so um anytime i have an opportunity to brag about my boy timo meyer i will take it up gladly yeah um i remember um i forget who it was but somebody tweeted out like a top 10 of potential heart candidates and Timo Meyer was in that top 10. I think he was like seven or eight, maybe six somewhere. Yeah, in I there. believe, are you mentioning like the, um, the athletics, like goals, 
or game score above average or whatever? No, oh, possibly. Um, no, it was, I think it was just a straight up, um, early, uh, heart trophy nominee. Well, right. But I think, I believe it was, things. I believe it was decided by Dom's, uh, game score value added metric. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But, um, uh, but it was, it was, it was just interesting seeing in the same shot, like Connor McDavid, uh, Alex Ovechkin, and then Timo Meyer. you know? Yeah, so the stats are there. I don't know. I haven't been paying enough attention to NHL Network this year to really see, you know, who's getting the national attention. Yeah, that seems fair. to be doing well. Um, so, yeah, Timo Meyer's rocking like a sixty percent expected goals for percentage at five on five this year. Oh my Which, gosh, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming he's facing like he's constantly on the top line facing the um, other team's best players. Yeah, right now. Yeah, right now he's on the top line playing with Couture. And I think it's Couture and Dolan on, on that first line right now. Well, well, I guess really more to my point, he's getting the difficult minutes against the opponent's best players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not getting softies. You know, he's not like the third liner that gets, you know, like a bunch of offensive zone starts and and all that. Um, but the other thing I want to mention is. Um, is it time to, um, uh, or at least I feel like I need to personally apologize to Eric Carlson for <laughs> doubting him. <laughs> I think a lot of people need to apologize to Eric Carlson. I didn't think he would be as bad as he was last year, but for him to be sitting at a 58.4% expected goals for percentage this year is unbelievable. Like just like total like night and day between where he's been at like the last couple of seasons, like. Yeah, his trajectory with the Sharks is is that you know he was hurt for half of the year in his first season, but he was really really good for the Sharks. Even if he wasn't always picking up points, because beginning of that year they were pretty much cursed from a shooting perspective. But he was, I mean, if you look at some of the numbers, they might tell you that was his best year as a pro. Would you say that he's vintage Eric Carlson? I don't know if I would go that far because he just doesn't. I don't think he's as explosive as he once was. That makes sense. But the, the way thing aging that works, gets that makes me sense. is, um, I don't know. I just feel like like that passing, like his vision, that's mm. the kind of stuff that doesn't go away. So like while he might not be as explosive or as um, maybe dynamic as he used to be, like he's just been really, really good moving forward, um, and the thing that I also really like about Eric Carlson is that he doesn't just like spam point shots into, you know, defender shins, you know? Well, yeah, if he um, did that, he wouldn't be Eric Carlson. Yeah. Like he's just very, he's a very dynamic player still. And um, this is to me, he's playing pretty much just as well as he was his first year here. And it's, you know, the Sharks as a team are pretty average, but um between Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer, and they're getting some really solid performances out of James Reimer. Um, they're at the very least, they're not as soul suckingly bad as they were a year ago or the last couple of years, which um, makes me feel better. But um, is it <laughs> the best trajectory for this team long term? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm still kind of like, hey, it'd be really nice is if that- we finished. <laughs> you know, like the top 10 of the draft order and won the lottery, but is, is, is there a good projection for the sharks 
moving forward? Like, is there a good trajectory for the Sharks to take at this point? I mean, yeah. I've got a I decent like farm system. Suck either way. Yeah, but they've got a decent farm system. And, you know, guys like Hurdle, Meyer, and Carlson still have some good still have some good years left in them, apparently. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, I don't know if it'd be as good as if, you know, they were to fall apart down the stretch and happen to win the lottery. But um, it's at least fun, and that's what I'm going to try to focus on. Good. At least one of us is having fun. Well, before we get to that, I did want to point out the way you were describing Eric Carlson just reminded me about how like, and this is a comparison that I'm sure you would appreciate. Um, even though we were talking about Eric Carlson, a defender, and I'm going to bring up a forward. Um, kind of reminds me how like Joe Thornton is old as dirt, but is still an effective and valuable uh, piece to that Florida Panthers team because his strengths are in his vision and his passing and not in his physical gifts. Well, yeah. I mean, just not even just this year, like just the reason why Thornton's been able to do it for so long. is just that like the Duke can pass like you, you, like that kind of, you know, 900 hockey IQ, IQ does not age. Yeah. Like you don't lose or it gets better with time. Age, like fine wine, you know? Like, yeah. Like he's always been slow. Like I'm telling you, go back and play like NHL 06 and, try using joe thornton without without the turbo right um and that was when he was in his NHL prime right? six right, you like, and i are the only people with the capability <laughs> to pull that game out right now i guarantee you that um but you know what i mean like his i guess his uh athletic ability was never what made him him it was you know his hands and his uh playmaking ability yeah so uh, hey, and plus, uh, Joe Thornton passed a puck into a half-empty net uh, against the Capitals, so. <laughs> it's the only way I can that phrase game, it. That game, the Florida Panthers against, I don't know, I think it might have been a different game, but the Florida Panthers against the Capitals earlier this week. Oh, my gosh. That was really, int- I was watching that game as a neutral fan. I was kind of rooting for the Panthers because I can't stand the Capitals, but. Oh man, like the Capitals had a, I think it was a 4-1 lead going into the third period. And then blew it and the Panthers tied it up. And then not only did the Panthers tie it up, but like the Capitals in their efforts to regain the lead somehow interfered with Bobrovsky, but didn't actually score on the interference play. Like Bobrovsky still made the save, but because it was still goalie interference, they still had to call the penalty. So they called the penalty, and on the ensuing power play, the Panthers win more or less with like three seconds left. It was one of the most entertaining games I've seen all week. Yeah, they played a fairly entertaining game, I want to say, I think the Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, But yeah, I was unfortunately uh, watching, I think it was San Jose versus the Islanders at that point when that game was happening. So, uh, unfortunately, I, I missed out on it. Hopefully, but, the Sharks didn't catch COVID. Well, no, we already we already got through that. So, mm. but uh, here's your fun stat for you. So, um, like the Panthers are like the top team by expected goals for percentage. Mm-hmm. Every, well, basically, every single player that's played for them this year has an expected goals for percentage above fifty percent. 
that's that's impressive. <laughs> like, it just doesn't matter who they have out there. They just like what's Joe Thornton? Do you have that on hand? Uh, fifty six point four eight. That's good. That's at one hundred and two years old. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, empty netters and power play assists are forever. <laughs> The dude becomes Connor McDavid when the when the net's empty. That's for sure. Because <laughs> he doesn't have to shoot; he just has to pass. pass yeah. <laughs> Instead of uh, passing to a player, he just passes it to the net, and that's your running joke. But I'm stealing it for right now. Uh, it is kind of funny. There have been some times I swear where like he's almost like sad when he gets into these empty net situations, and he looks up. He's got the puck, and he's got no teammates <laughs> around him, and he's like, "Well, I guess I'll just score. <laughs> I guess." <laughs> I can't rank up more assists. So, yeah. So, yeah. Did you want to talk about your flyers for a bit? Do you, do you be, I don't um, know if, I don't know if want is the word to describe it, but I'm, I, I will talk about the flyers. Would you just like to vent for a while? Oh, give me, give me a, a starting point. Where, where should I begin? Um, do you want to talk about, uh, basically the Flyers offseason moves and how they've panned out this year? Or do you want to start positive and talk about Carter Hart? Oh, well, okay. I, I will say this. Let's start with Carter Hart because I Carter, Carter Hart has been really good. I think he's, what, 21, 22 years old right now. He had a terrible, historically bad season last year. And then, you know, the first game or so, he was, oh, he was all right. And we were like, all right, maybe this is bad Carter Hart again this year. Um, but pretty quickly he turned into like a really, really efficient goaltender. And in recent weeks, in recent weeks is like one of the few flyers that has panned out. And you mentioned the flyers offseason moves. They brought in Martin Jones to back him up just in case, you know, in case, you know, cause he is such a young goalie. Um, just in case, you know, he didn't, he had what goes through like a tough stretch and he hasn't really faced a stretch of tough, well, he's faced a stretch of tough games, but he hasn't really struggled over long periods of time so far this season. Um, but they brought in a, in a backup goalie just in case, and that backup goalie is Martin Jones, who you would be aware um, as being pretty bad over the last five or so, was it six years? Um, he's basically been bad since, well, he was mediocre in 2018, but he's been bad since, like actively bad since 2018-19, like that season. Okay, and in a backup role with the Flyers backing up Carter Hart, he's been decent. He hasn't, I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and say he's been great, but if I I was thinking about this earlier, if I were to name over the last month or so who are the Flyers' most effective players, I would start with Carter Hart and then maybe go Claude Drew, Sean Couturier, because, you know, they're who they are. Uh, and and they're still producing and scoring goals and you know being productive members of the team as they do. After that, I can't think of anybody. And then my mind goes, well, why not Martin Jones? Because at least he hasn't been a negative on this team. Yeah, I will say that um, coming into the season, I was looking at the Flyers and I'm like, so you're like you're putting all of your chips on two goalies who yes. are historically bad like yes. carter hart last year had po- quite possibly one of the worst if not the worst season since we've been tracking 
goalie metrics yeah. and that sort of yeah. thing. Terrible. For, yeah. And then you bring in Martin Jones, who has been, oh my God. Um, words cannot describe how bad Martin Jones has been in the past. Correct. Um, it's, I don't want to say that the only reason why the Sharks didn't win a Stanley Cup in 2019 was Martin Jones. But I also don't want to not say that. Um, I mean, the 2017 Penguins were pretty good. 2016. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have my years mixed up? Yeah, 2017 was the Preds. Oh, no, but the Penguins still won the Cup that year. Well, yes. but Okay, so I got that right. They lost to the Predators. Well, You're no, talking no, about no, who no, the Sharks no, no, lost no, to. No, I'm talking I, about who I, won the Cup. No, I'm saying 2017, the Penguins beat the Predators. 2017, right. the Sharks became um, the only team to ever lose or one of the only teams to ever lose to the Oilers in the playoffs oh, since okay. the Sharks did in 2006. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, yeah, sure. Like there was, I think the Ducks in between the two, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah. So the fact that like the Flyers have imploded despite having really good goaltending is very curious to me. Yeah. Like, no, um, it's curious to me too. And I've been watching this team all my life. You know, they've been rebuilding since 2013. And this is the end product. Really, this is it. This is where we're putting all our baskets into. This team right here. I know we've got some injuries. Listen, Kevin Hayes, supposed to be our second line center, has played like two or three games this year, right? Ryan Ellis, who's supposed to be our top defensive, our top defenseman, who's supposed to drag, or not drag, that's probably the wrong word to use, but he's, but you know, Give, give Ivan Provorov some confidence, right? Because Ivan Provorov no longer has to be the guy on the blue line. He's only played two games. All right. Fine. The only team below us in the standings in our division are the Islanders who have, like, their entire team got COVID and had to cancel games. Well, that and they've lost. Like, Everybody else is above us. I say that, and they've lost, like, a million games in a row, too, so. Seven in a row. Thank yeah, you very much. That might as well. Well, I meant we've got... I meant the Islanders, not the Flyers. Oh, I don't know the Islanders, but the Flyers the yes. have lost a bunch in a row. Uh, the Flyers have lost seven in a row, and we've got Tampa on Sunday, and then Colorado on Monday. Listen, it's not good. And from everything that I've seen from Elaine Vigneault, is he doesn't know how to stop the bleeding. Once things go bad, like his. I'm not going to say he's a bad coach. I don't think the fit is there in Philadelphia because I don't think his system works well with the players that he has. Um, but when his system doesn't work, it all falls apart. I don't know if it's a personality thing, but I feel like the book on Ali Vino is you get one really good year out of him and like, that's it. And our one really good year out of him was COVID shortened. Correct. Did you guys win a playoff series? Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, we did. I think we won two. No, um, you, you beat um, the Habs, but then you lost yes. the Islanders, I believe. Yeah, because okay. the Islanders then lost to Tampa. Um, and we, won, we beat the Canadians on talent alone. Um, like, we didn't win that game because we were, like, working hard or, like, dip, solid as a team. We just had better players. I just remember that series being very ugly. 
Yeah, and just, we, we, we won that series and we struggled. And that was, again, a 12, 12 seeded in the conference. I believe it was 12 seeded. 12 seeded. They, in a normal season, would not have made the playoffs, but COVID made everything weird. Um, so, so here's your, here's your um, fun Martin Jones trivia for you. No oh boy. Martin Jones has a positive goal save above expected, according to Evolving Hockey. Um, well, first off, for the first time, like regardless of strength, right? For the first time since 2017 18. This is the first time that he's been a, he has a positive goal saved above expected at five on five since 2016 17. Oh, good. like his thing with the Sharks is being an average goaltender who, like, at five on five at best, and then like making up for it by being a god on the penalty kill. That's still kind of happening, but um, I don't know. I just thought that was fun. Um, and then in case you were um, wondering about Carter Hart, who, by the way, is 23, not 20 or 21. Oh. Um, he's still really young when it comes to For goaltenders. Yeah. Um, right? He's improved from um, a negative 24.3 goal saved above expected mm-hmm. last year to a positive 7.5. Um, which yep. is right about where he was in 2019-20. So, um, and also that would put him, uh, let's see, that put him seventh in the league, right in front of, between um, Ilya Sorokin and Sergei Bobrovsky. That's pretty good company. That is pretty good company, but he's no, looking at the top five when it comes if to goal saved above I'm expected. Get annoyed. I'm sorry. Um, but looking at the top five for goal save expected is funny because it's Igor Shesterkin, Jack Campbell, Freddie Anderson, Jack Jacob, Campbell, Jacob Markstrom, and Tristan Jari, who are like, who are these people and what are <laughs> they doing at the top of the goal save unexpected leaderboard? Like you see um, Vasilevsky at 10. Connor Hellbuck's at 12, right below yeah. James Reimer, of all people. And then Jonathan Quick's at 13. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about um, Connor Hellbuck in, in just a minute or two, but it is it is weird. Like, I was looking at, like, um, I think it was Micah's. Uh, was it Micah's? I, don't know, I think man. it was Micah's. Um, goals saved above expected. Goals saved above expected. Um, leaders and losers. Um, and it was like, uh, Shesterkin was on the leaders list. And then I saw, um, Georgiev on like the losers list, like worst goal save about expected. And then I also saw like Tristan Jari on the leaders and then Casey DeSmith on the losers. And I'm like, Hmm, I wonder who the penguins are picking as their goalie. And Hmm, I wonder who the Rangers are picking as their goalie. Yeah, <laughs> which is particularly interesting for the Rangers because there was that whole debate over the last, I don't know, two, three seasons where the Rangers were like, hey, we've got all of these really good goalies. And now we're like, okay, we've kind of got this figured out for at least this season, I think. Well, goaltending's random, so don't read into it. Yeah, goaltending much. is voodoo. Outside yeah, of like three or four dudes. One of those dudes, Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, he's been fine. He hasn't. The hopes been, and like, dreams of Team USA. Yeah, he's been to fine. beat Canada. By the way, Team Canada, their prime, their first choice goaltender should be Carter Hart at this point, right? 
yeah, I think so. It's kind of hard for me to f- remember which goalies are um, Canadian. I feel like which if we're going to talk about Carter Hart's achievements this year, we should talk about the fact that I, he, he should be going to the Olympics. Yeah. And should be, should be their starter. I, mean, probably, I would imagine. He's pretty much having the best year of any Canadian goaltender. Okay. So like, yeah, I guess, but like, it's not a position that the Canadians are. Um, let's just go with it. Well-established at. Yes. <laughs> that I think is our one advantage. And that advantage starts with Connor Hellebuck. Well, it might start with Jack Campbell, but um, really? Well, I doubt that team USA would start a lesser established name. Um, but Jack Campbell's Jack Cam- been really solid. Is Jack- <sighs> He's been really okay. good this year. Like, all right. Just even when it comes to like traditional measures, mm-hmm. he's chilling at a nine forty three save percentage right now. Oh, that was gonna be my question. He remind me which team he plays for. Toronto. Oh, never mind. My question. This is I actually I can save this for the end because it's not related. Um, Connor Hellebuck and the Winnipeg Jets. We want to talk about the Jets. Yeah, well, I mean, before last night when the Jets scored roughly like a million goals, there was just like. I don't know. I think everybody on Jets Twitter like hit the hit the panic button. It was like, okay, we had this nice like honeymoon moment where it's like, okay, the Jets are good, right? And then it was like, like the Jets just hit this losing streak where um, let me count it up here. Well, they lost to the Oilers in shootout. Then they lost to the Canucks, and nobody should lose to the Canucks. Then they lost to the Penguins and the Blue Jackets, and then got bludgeoned by the Wild on Black Friday snapped it against the flames of all teams. I don't know how that happened. And then they got halibucked by the coyotes. And then they scored eight goals on the devils. The irony of the jets getting halibucked. I didn't I mean, I didn't know what else to what against the coyotes there. I mean, it was something stupid. Like um, the coyotes Listen, goalie made like 45 saves and a shutout win. I'm annoyed that you called him the Coyotes goalie just because I was hoping you would tell me his name. Uh, Carol Vegmelka. I the Coyotes have given up on actually having a team this year. I Connor Hel- Connor Hellbuck faced. I'm gonna need that name again. Uh, Carol. Carol. Carol is K A R E L Vegmelka. Why did I spell Carol or Corel for you, but not Vejmelka? I don't know. I listen. It doesn't matter if you spelled Vejmelka for me. It does, like that would not have, not wouldn't have meant anything. Um, and I anyway. hope that doesn't sound xenophobic the way I'm describing this. But I've never heard of this guy ever. This conversation is the first time I've heard his name. <laughs> so, uh, Hellbuck made 14 saves on 15 shots and still got the L. <laughs> Because yeah, y'all, yeah, it, it was um, y'all. You can't yeah. let Carol do this. Uh, yeah, that's just kind of how it went. Um, I mean, I get it. Like those games happened. Like sometimes, I still, ha- I still have this memory of the Sharks losing to the Oilers in 2014, when. Beds, ben Scrivens made 59 saves in a shutout win. I believe it's the most ben ever in like a regular Scrivens. season shutout. 
against what the Oilers legend. of all teams in 2014. What a legend. Um, so, like, yeah, like those games happen, but the fact that it happened, like, in the middle of this, like, Schneid is just like awful, just made it feel even worse. Um, so, it's, it's just kind of like, again, I don't really know what to do with the Jets this year. You know, did Ben Scrivens play for the Bruins or making that up? I have no, point? I have no idea. He bounced around a few times. I would, I would believe like pretty much any number of teams that he actually played for. So, yeah. I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on the Jets this year? So my thoughts on the Jets might be a little bit outdated just because I didn't see the game last night where they put up roughly a million points. Um, but my question for you about the Jets Okay. Is Mark Shifley still employed by the team? Yes. Well, he had a big night last night. Um, okay. Because that was going to be my big thing was, where is Mark Shifley? But if he had a big game last night, then I guess that point is moot. Well, I believe he had like two goals entering last night. Which yeah, knowing, That's exactly my point. Knowing Mark two goals Shifley, through what, 20 games? As, you know, the dude who has, I mean, the guy just. Is, Number one center. Well, yeah, he's, but he's also just. In years past, he's been an unbelievable shooter. Um, so yeah, this year he's this year he's shooting thirteen and a half percent instead of fifteen point nine. Um, That's still pretty good. It's still pretty darn good. But uh, yeah, he's got five goals on the year because he had a hat trick against the Devils. <laughs> and it's just like okay, like that's great and all. However. Yeah. We need more of like that consistency. Stuff. Yeah, like you're the number one center. We need consistency from like if if the win. Where is the direction of this team going? Are they if they're competing this year? We need you to score goals, right? Yeah, or at least more than two goals in twenty games. Like I know he scored if he's. You know, he had a, he had a good game prior to this recording. There are eighty two games in a season, though. Oh no, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I know I've been critical of Shifley in the past, and we've seen what the Jets are without him. And it does make me wonder, you know, if he's not playing well, are you know? Are the Jets at this point in the season similar to the Jets that we've seen without Mark Shifley? I don't know about that. The good news for the Jets is that Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor are very good hockey players, it turns out. And Andrew Kopp. Don't forget Andrew Kopp. Yeah, right. But to me, their big guns are PLD, Connor. Shifley. Yeah, sure. Those are the those are the, the big guns, but I think Andrew also, Kopp's having a very good season. Can we please stop playing Shifley with Ellers and Connor? Not Ellers, not Ellers, sorry. It was uh Wheeler, Wheeler. and I don't know. It just it just never works. It just never works. I wonder if like Shifley and Wheeler's ages are showing a bit too much when they're on the ice together. I like guess. Wheeler's what, 108 years old? I wouldn't go that far, but 
you know, he's yeah, Blake Wheeler has not had a good year. And well, what also really hurts the Jets is that Nikolai Ellers has only been okay this year. Yeah. As opposed to being like, you know, instead of Nikolai yeah, Ellers. <laughs> instead of being XG God, he is merely okay. He's just he's he's okay. He's um, fine. I'm not gonna get mad at him. <laughs> But, you but, know, it certainly helps that Kyle Connor has 25 points in 23 games. And yeah. PLD's right behind him with 20. Yeah. Keep that up. Whatever they're doing there, keep that up. I don't know. I don't think, like, the Jets are as bad as, like, that stretch makes them out to be, if that makes sense. But, like, so, it's not pretty as well. Right. Here's my question about the Jets. Okay. Other than the Mark Shifley thing. What is the what is the direction for this team? I mean, generally, are they contenders they're trying this to, they're trying to Are there contenders this year? They were supposed to be. <laughs> supposed to be, yes. However, it's what still are they actually? Early December. So they've got probably another month or month and a half to figure that out. As oh, I guess as of this recording, they are in a playoff spot. So I guess I shouldn't be too critical of them right but like the west is kind of in like this almost uncomfortable position where like there are a couple of like really good teams and there's just kind of like mass chaos in the middle yeah and the stars Um, are starting to figure things out and the avalanche are still behind them and we know how good they can be oh yeah no it, it makes me sad to look at the stars and see how well joe pavelski's doing this year so Mm. my uh my take of yeah i don't think joe pavelski's contract is going to age well um looks really really bad um listen my thought process was that signing like 34 year olds to three-year deals is a bad idea um however um very few 34 year olds are joe pavelski Mm. sorry i just had to throw that in there no that's fine he will always be my boy. Um, he's got 19 points in 21 games this year at the age of 37, which that doesn't even sound like it should happen. He's shooting 17.5% this year. Okay. Yeah. He's a good season. Sorry. Anytime I get to talk about uh, perennially underrated Joe Pavelski, I'm going oh. to do it. There was a point in time where, like, outside of um, Alex Ovechkin, like, the two top goal scorers were, like, or, like, three and four or two and three, whatever, outside of outside of Ovi, were, like, Joe, pa- Joe Pavelski and um, Blake Wheeler. <laughs> this is just, yeah. yeah. My how to turn tables... Well, that turntable is like half turned. Mm. Well, I mean, Ovechkin's still there. That's fair. Um, but I was going to say back to the Jets. I feel like the problem with the Jets is that they've just gotten some, rather, rather like a lack of strength, they've just gotten some just okay seasons out of people. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say that Ellers has been bad. I mean, bad compared to what Ellers usually is, sure. But, like, eh, you know, 
Right. Um, well, John DeMello has been, yeah. And I guess this is more to my point that I was trying to make with the question that I had. Um, you were talking about average seasons from players, right? Mm-hmm. This doesn't l- really look like a team that's trying to rebuild. Well, no. <laughs> but do Definitely we really not. expect this team to go on a run in the playoffs? Uh, right now, I guess not. But my approach to the playoffs is always um, get, you know, get unless, there and find out. Yeah, unless you're like one of those teams that gets in by like default, basically. You know, um, you just punch your way in. Like just, just get to the playoffs and, and hope for the best. That's always my approach to the playoffs, okay. regardless of how good or or how bad um the team actually is like i don't know man like the playoffs are weird playoffs playoffs are weird weird. that's just that's just like the best way to put it i feel it's just playoffs are weird the playoffs are weird cosine yeah but yeah no they they need more than a um let's see 44.9 percent expected goals four percentage out of mark shifley Mm -hmm. um that's just not good enough at this point. Um, that's not good enough for what the Jets need. And yeah, they need more out of that top line. I think that's I think that's the big thing. Fair enough. <laughs> and it wouldn't it wouldn't help if you know Connor Hellowick suddenly became the best goalie in the NHL. Um like we've been accustomed to seeing. Right, right. But he's still been solid. He's been good. He's been good. I'm not criticizing he, him. He hasn't been the elitist elite to ever elite, like, you know, the past couple yeah. of years. But, like, I wouldn't point at Connor Hellebuck. I'm, like, I'm hoping on elite Connor Hellebuck just for the sake of Team USA. Uh, Yeah, well, that's assuming the NHL goes to the Olympics this year. Are they not? <laughs> Well, it's just that teams are starting to get freaked out by COVID. And no. it does not help that there's a new big scary variant coming our way. So yay. Also, they're also insisting on um like having an NHL All-Star weekend, like right before the Olympics for whatever reason. So like you're getting all of the like game's best players together. And so they're nervous of like, okay, what if we get all of our best players together? And then they go to China. And a bunch of them test positive and they're stuck in China or, you know. Gary, what are you doing, bud? Gary Bettman's actually having a great week because uh, nothing like all of the attention is on Rob Manfred right now in the MLB. Mm. So for once, uh, Gary Bettman's not the commissioner managing a lockout. So. Hmm. I'm not here to, to comment on baseball lockouts. It's not my job. I will say uh, the, the best thing about the baseball lockout is um, like the MLB's website, just like wiping all of the players' faces off the website. <laughs> like you just, like you, if you type in Mike Trout and you look at his MLB.com profile, there are no pictures of him. So dumb. So petty. Yeah, that's that's how lockouts go. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you want me to tell you about that. So 
Uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Nope. We're good. We've been, uh, it looks like we're not actually going to go on for three hours like usual. So that's good. Alrighty. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, so uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at gridper60pod. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at bferrell727 and follow TC on Twitter at TC underscore 904. Um, thank you again for listening um, and have a good one.